It's time again. There is no escape. You are under my power. Look into the hypnotic eye and repeat after Mr. Lobo. I, as an initiated member of the Sleepless Nights of Insomnia and dedicated listener to We Talk Games, do solemnly swear to listen to the October Spooktacular, the whole October Spooktacular, and nothing but the October Spooktacular, so help me, Mr. Lobo. You may stand down. Dreaming. You're listening to the We Talk Games October Spooktacular 2016. I'm your spectral narrator and humble horror host, Mr. Lobo. This week's feature is Haunted Castle. For the people listening at home, if it helps, I want you to imagine that we're in a spooky graveyard. All the scarier for the fact that the funeral of a former IRA general is scheduled to happen tomorrow. <laughs> Who knows what could happen? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, that's true terror. Yeah, that is true terror. You right know, if, uh, if we were talking, if we're being honest here, yeah. like, you know, people being scared by vampires. Exactly. Like, it's the fucking Milltown Massacre. That's what you have to be yeah. afraid of. How come, the, how come there's never been a horror game about, like, the passage of time? Yeah. You know, just existential horror. <laughs> <laughs> just someone sitting in a room for a weekend yeah. going, I could have fallen in love this weekend. <laughs> Instead, I now have seen every episode of uh, Renegade. <laughs> <laughs> that's the true horror of existence right there yeah find yourself looking at that uh, Native American guy and going that's a good mullet yeah yeah I am patterning my look at him <laughs> <I'm saying> <laughs> sorry that's probably as good as we're going to get with the old spooky intro yeah uh, it's not quite selling here uh, at the moment it's it's a few weeks away uh, we're, we're, we're coming close man Oh, we're getting there, we're getting there. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, the world in general is scary. Yeah. If you're sitting in your house, uh, you know, your nice house in the countryside, mm. you're just looking at the television going, oh my God, a tiny-handed maniac might have nuclear bombs. Yeah. This is scary. And, you he, know? Look, and he looks like a half-eaten bag of Cheetos. Yes. Yeah. It's, it, it's a scary time for us all. He constantly lo- looks like someone who's going to court and is ill-prepared. Yeah. You know? But, uh, <laughs> Which is actually true. Yeah. But, um, oh, uh, but on top of that, like, I mean... Uh, uh, you can look across the pond to the lads in, in Britland. Yeah. And next, they're going to be trying.
tracking people's DNA next. Like, yeah, you know. in between firebomb and kebab shops. Yeah, know, which is it's it's scary. Yeah, if you're not scared right now, right? You just need to fuck off. Right? All right, all right, rein it in, Rush Limbaugh. All, all right. right. Chuck D has words for you, okay? <laughs> if you're not scared by what's going on in the world right now. Because uh, yeah. there's a war on. Exactly. <laughs> not really. There is an actual war. Uh, but what we, have, what we have got now are those clowns wandering around the place scaring the crap out of people. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I don't understand being scared of clowns thing. Um, I mean, if it was Matt Bourne, the guy who played Doink, yeah. but as himself, yeah. then, then I'd be scared, because he's a drug-addled fucking maniac. Like. Exactly. And he's dead. So and he's, he's dead, so that would be scary as shit. <laughs> yeah, if you bother It's like around. fucking mecha, mecha zombie. Yeah. You know, that would be scary as hell. Coming up crack. trying to kill you so he can yeah. protect the business. <laughs> protect the, the business of being a zombie. Okay, babe. No, it would be... <laughs> Crawling into Kevin Nash's house. <laughs> Uh, I, I saw a brilliant thing earlier it was just like a super cut of all the security video of those guys getting the shit kicked out of them nice and I, I'm not a person who particularly enjoys real violence but mm-hmm. every now and again it just warms your heart you know well man uh, I've said it before and I'll say it again fuck juggalos <laughs> exactly <laughs> okay uh, anyway we're, uh, myself uh, I'm of course someone who's probably familiar to the listeners of the podcast I'm Johnny Capcom I've been on We Talk Games since I think around 2008 or 9 uh, second iteration of the show third iteration of the show I think this is the fourth we're in right now I'm like the Stan Lane of uh, We Talk Games wasn't the original yeah. but you know I'm maybe the best you quite know? possibly quite possibly you know and, and, uh, and the word sweet can be used to describe both of you so. and uh, yeah and you uh, you'd be like my uh, partner in the Fantastics yeah because while uh, obviously We Talk Games was the original and the most well, I'm Skinner you're Skinner <laughs> That was the Fantastics. That was them, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, you're the you're the you're Skinner then, I guess. Yeah. Like, you know. Okay. You're Kern. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, t- because uh, you are my tag partner on the Canon Canon podcast. Absolutely. And uh, that's where hopefully uh, people from We Talk Games would know us from as well. Uh, if you haven't checked out that podcast, I'm sure we'll probably plug the living balls off. Oh, no doubt. By the end of it. But uh, you're here. Uh, just a, a plethora of special guests uh, appearing throughout the month of October. Mm. And uh, you have agreed to come on and. Uh, Lay your audio stylings down for the people out there. No, I'm happy to be here, man. We're talking about uh, Haunted Castle. It's a game. <laughs> yeah. It's fitting that uh, we're talking about Haunted Castle because um, we live on a road with two castles. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, we live in Skyrim. Yeah, now yeah. That I think about it. If only Skyrim had Tesco Express. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The quests would have been a lot simple. Yeah, more simple. Yeah. Head down, head down to the Tesco Express, buy some cornflakes. Come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Put your pot on your head. <laughs> but <laughs> I'd love to try to do that with the with the automated checkout things, just to see if it works. Put the pot on his head. <laughs> yeah. Put the pot on the guy's head behind the counter. Yeah. And then get him to check out your booze. Exactly. But. Um, yeah, today's game, so we're talking about Haunted Castle, and Haunted Castle came out in 1988. It was made by Konami. Mm. I guess it was probably published by Konami as well. Mm. Um, I didn't see any other names in the credits. Yeah. Uh, maybe if it came out in Europe, it was published by, was it Palcom? Or um, everybody who's listening probably knows. Yeah. But uh, I'd say, I think it was probably published by Konami themselves. They published a lot of their own games. The genre of this game would, of course, be a side-scroll and fuck-you platformer. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Fuck-you emphasize. Yeah, in yeah. That one. It's so hard 
Yeah. Uh, no one will drink in its local pub. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, to get a brief synopsis of the game and its history, its lineage, its story, its everything, we're going to cut toss now to We Talk Games' favourite horror host, Mr. Lowell. Did you remember to turn off all the lights and turn up the volume? Ah, but do you have your headband and bullwhip? You may think you're ready, but you will first need some motivation. Because you wouldn't just want to kill zombies and skeletons with a whip just for fun. In the green majestic forests of the tourist destination Castlevania, there is a little gothic church. There you meet your blushing bride-to-be. You rent a nice white tuxedo to put on over your Conan outfit. As the wedding bells toll, dark clouds roll in, and a surge of evil is felt as the darkness smothers the valley. The prince of evil, Count Dracula, flutters down with an impossibly gigantic black cape and grabs your fiance by her powder pink wedding dress and flies off to Devil Castle Dracula. Leaving you helplessly overdressed, you strip down to your barbarian garb and march through the ruins toward the satanic den of the King of Vampires. Crack that whip, give the past a slip, step on a crack and you'll never get her back. Beware, gloomy groomies. It's time for... The Haunted Castle. Insert coins. Back from Mr. Lobo outclassing us uh, once again uh, with his dulcet tones. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so uh, the plot of the game... Is there one? <laughs> the plot the plot of this game could be written on the back of a postage stamp. Yeah, yeah. You know, or an atom. <laughs> yeah. It starts off with what I'm assuming is Simon Belfour. I, I don't know if Belmont. this is Belmont. I don't know if this is can, canonically uh, Castlevania, mm-hmm. but it's it's as close as it may as well be. So I'm assuming it's Simon Bel- Belfont. And he <laughs> Simon Belafonte. Simon Belafonte. <laughs> but, uh, what? Belmont. Belmont. Sorry, but for some reason he's rocking blue hair in this one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's a departure for him. Now. He's just after getting his own tumbler. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, what's happened there. Yeah. All those, all those skeletons with their thin privilege. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's inherent. They're born with us. Or they're dead with us. <laughs> Who knows? This comes out like two years after Castlevania, the original Castlevania, which is on the. Uh, NES and this seems to mirror well it doesn't really have a plot so to speak it starts out with uh, Simon looking like Tommy Wiseau <laughs> walking along uh, a, a lakeside area we can assume in Castlevania itself yeah. <laughs> which uh, is a great name for an area you oh, know if I if I ever get rich enough I'm buying up an area and renaming it yeah, yeah. Castlevania you can buy up there's a there's a suburb out there or a suburban uh, there's an estate out there near Renmore oh okay called Belmont I might get on that you know buy the one next to it <laughs> and then just go fuck you <laughs> off to the side but um basically the plot of this game is Dracula steals Simon's new wife brings her back to the castle to show her around yeah uh, I guess um, nice chat 
or dinner. Yeah. But then again, that's a loaded question with a vampire, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he uh, steals things. Now, the thing is, uh, even though it gives us this piece of uh, plot, it feels more lacking than the S game, than the NES game, should I say, which had less plot. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, basically, the only thing you were really given in the original Castlevania was... Simon Belmont is a vampire killer and his family are, uh, have a long lineage of vampire killers. Every 100 years, Dracula comes back yeah. and, whatever else. and it's still kind of a better story than what they gave us here. Pretty much, yeah. It's weird. It went forward in time because it came out two years later. Mm. The story is way less. Well, when talking about the plot in games from this era, you, the John Romero quote always comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Video games are kind of like porn. You don't really need a plot. <laughs> you just need to get straight to the action. John Romero famously hates Square. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, usually we talk about the game mechanics, and uh, it's a standard uh, yeah. side scroll and action platformer. There's nothing... Nothing out of the ordinary about it in terms of the mechanics of the game. Yeah. What, what separates it from the other Castlevanias and, and a lot of other side-scrollers is the difficulty rate, which is through the goddamn roof. Yeah. We might as well talk about it now. How far did you get in the game? I got to that bit at the shagging wall. Yeah. That is, I hate that wall, <laughs> and I hate its family. I hate anyone that looks like it. In fact, I hate the wall I'm looking at right now. <laughs> you hate the wall from WCW. Yeah. You hate the wall from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to go home right now and watch like the Berlin Wall <laughs> get knocked and just fondle myself. Yeah, listen. Because I now hate walls that much. <laughs> listening to uh, Looking for Freedom. <laughs> exactly. By David Hasselhoff. Damn straight. And stamping on a copy of yeah. the wall by no, Pink I, Floyd. I got, I got to that point and at that point it just started raining. Yeah. Uh, in the game. Mm-hmm. And living on the west coast of Ireland, I just thought, all right, rain doesn't never means anything good. <laughs> Wasn't expecting chunks of fucking masonry to fly at me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a future tech wall. Yeah, and I, I only had like two I only had like two little bits of health left the mm-hmm. first time I got there, and just the first one just clunks me in the head and I'm instantly dead yeah. and at that point I nearly chucked the laptop across the room you mean you nearly chucked the arcade oh cabinet. the arcade game yes yeah the, across the room I nearly chucked the entire arcade game Luke Cage style across, across the, the room. room like you were a Meng exactly yeah. but yeah I mean this is the the thing I uh, only got to the wall as well yeah and uh, I would defy any listener of We Talk Games to do better than us yeah uh, because this game is incredibly hard see here, here's the thing I, I need to let you know something about my gaming lineage here I haven't played games properly in ages now since my PS3 died a couple of years ago mm-hmm. I've been, been sort of without gaming platform so I, I just thought right I'm rusty uh, and I'm obviously going to be crap. But when I found out that you reached the same point as me, who who games a lot more and is a lot better, it's like okay, I'm not. Thank fuck. Yeah. I thought I I thought I was just you know the remedial class of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's ridiculously difficult. It's, it's so fucking hard. Uh, I know I did, and I know you did. Mm. Uh, we both ended up looking at uh, playthroughs. Yeah. Just to see, because here's the thing: usually with a video game, uh, with an arcade game, if you're playing it in an arcade yeah. you can just pump credits in yeah. and even if it is crushingly difficult you can obviously just keep throwing coins in progress and get to the end of the game that's uh, the way a lot of the games on this show are reviewed <laughs> yeah. uh, but with 
this game, when you die, you die and it's game over back to the screen one. Yeah. When it's continue, you're not continuing. You're starting a game. Yeah, that is that is ridiculous. No, I, I know I sound like such a peasant here, but like no save points at any way, like no checkpoints along along the way. Yeah, That's well, I mean, ridiculous. this is the thing though, even with the, like Castlevania, the original Castlevania obviously came out in 1986. In 1987 was Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest. Mm. Now, for all its faults, Simon's Quest was a story-driven RPG style game. Yeah. And it had a lot of content in it, even if it wasn't the most easy content to access. I I like that game, you know, because they did something different. With yeah, it, but know? like in if you were judging Haunted Castle against even Simon's Quest or Castlevania or both of them together, it is a real disappointment because it's sluggish and it loses its playability. Yeah, and it doesn't have a story. Mm. All it has are these uh, kind of updated visuals. What did you think of the graphics? The graphics I, I wasn't huge, a huge fan of. Mm-hmm. One of the first games I ever played was Castlevania, the 1986 version on the NES. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 was, I was playing this game going, this is Coin-Op. Coin-Op is supposed to have way better graphics. And mm-hmm. it didn't, yeah. really. I didn't really think there was much of a pr- progression graphics-wise mm-hmm. from the 86 version to the 88 version. And uh, it just didn't do anything for me, it was like character models are a lot more detailed yeah but it seems like they're repeated a lot more yeah and I also it's like the textures are very grey mm. and kind of chunky I yeah. don't know one thing that kind of made me laugh was uh, was the Simon animations because um, I don't know if you noticed this mm-hmm. he had a very strange way of walking yeah, yeah. there was some weird movement going on in the hips he know? looked like a man who was in Coyotes yeah. uh, nightclub in Galway seven or eight years ago Looked at the rodeo bull yeah. and went, I can do that. I, yeah, the, the impression I got was a man who had just taken a long car journey yeah. and for about, the, for about the last half hour of which he was bursting to take a shit. <laughs> and you know that walk you do when you really, really need to go yeah, and you're yeah. just holding it in until you can get to the assigned place you do that? Yeah. The, he just did that for the entire journey. And I just thought, well, that would explain why there's a timer on these levels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because he, he only he's, had a short amount of time. He's like trying to get the Dracula shithouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't care if the missus is back. I'm yeah. just, I've had a curry, yeah. all right? <laughs> time is a factor. The turtle's poking his head out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and another animation I thought was, was hilarious, especially when you when you see the, the cover art on this. Yeah. You know, he... He's like this big guy in like you know big muscly guy, huge calves in a loincloth kind mm-hmm. of kind of thing with a big whip and all that, looking manly as all hell. And then the animation of him getting hit is the kind the kind of move a wuss makes on a farm. Yeah, you know where it's like, oh Jesus, just drooled on me. Or it's like that <laughs> you thing know? you know where you walk into a bathroom. Yeah, and you're just like. I'm very confident. Yeah. This is my bathroom. Yeah. And all of a sudden there's a massive spider next to your foot. <laughs> yeah. And even if you're not scared of spiders, you'll go, oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Oh, hell, look at that thing. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was just thinking like, it would have been amazing if at the end of this game, yeah. when he gets to Dracula, he just kills Dracula and drops Trow. <laughs> and you know, like when coins come out yeah. in a game, right? If all the dilly dilly like yeah. coin sound effect as this shit fell like fell in a waterfall pattern out of his arse that would have predated teabagging by about 25 years not even on Dracula it's just popping out oh okay <laughs> you know 
and it's that kind of victorious video game music that, and then he's like yeah! yeah! Jumps into the air. Yeah! And his wife walks in and sees him with his jocks around his ankles. <laughs> and he was shitting all over the guy. <laughs> and she's just like... I should have stayed with Vlad. Yeah. You know, he he knows how to keep it and keep his arse in. Like. Yeah, yeah. So I'll say one thing for Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> right. He doesn't defecate in public. Yeah. Like you. Violently. <laughs> and victoriously. <laughs> Jesus Simon have a bit of fucking dignity will you yeah that's an adjective I never thought would go with shit victorious (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know how they do things in Wexford but it's clearly not how they do them here yeah well we're a bit more cultured over there apparently so but uh, no I will say this uh, to just to touch on the graphics for last time one thing I thought there was two moments that I was like oh I really enjoyed the graphical presentation here. Mm. One is when you're walking through a castle, I think it's level three, and there's a girl, a painting of a girl in the background, and she cries one big bloody tear. Yeah. And you just walk past, and it's never... And it's just a cool little thing. Yeah. They do that a lot in Castlevania games. Yeah, I love that. I really do. And another thing I thought thought was really awesome was the eye thing. Yeah, the blinking eyes on the walls. And And occasionally they just pop out and, you know, rush at you. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool move as well. Uh, I thought the the Frankenstein monster was really well animated as well. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because the Dracula was animated like shit. Yeah. And in, in terms of, like, vampires are supposed to be, like, these insanely fast predator kind of things. Yeah. You know? And... Frankenstein being Frankenstein is just going to be slow and shambling and it was yeah. the opposite I was just like I just thought the, there's loads of frames of animation in Frankenstein's animation like, yeah. it was just super cool and so, but I was like if the rest if the walls and all that had, mm. had the same type of care because I'll say this for the presentation of the game like there were tricks that they did here like yeah. animations with bridges coming down and stuff yeah. that they would use in Super Castlevania and Dracula Rondo Blood yeah. and all the rest there, there was one trick I thought was fantastic Mm-hmm. There, there's a bit halfway through I think it's either level 2 or level I'm fairly certain it's level 3 where out of nowhere uh, Simon just goes into a portal yeah and the harpy women yeah. attack him and yeah and as soon as you defeat them you're just back at the same point you were in the level yeah in reality if you take out that morphing animation and the change of the background mm-hmm. it's just these harpies coming in but when they did that it seemed super fucking cool yeah. and memorable and I, I really loved that no it was very cool uh, it was without context as well yeah but I just thought it, yeah it was yeah, pretty so cool a, a lot of the a lot of the things I take away from this uh, maybe the lack of story helped it's like there was no context given to the weeping eye painting yeah. woman there was no context given to the harpy attack there's one minor piece of uh, yeah. context to that eye the weeping eye and that's uh, leads us on to the next topic of discussion uh, and that's the music the the soundtrack the music that's playing in the background of that scene mm. is bloody tears really? uh, from the Castlevania 2 all right. So I thought that was kind of neat, like you know. That that is a nice touch. Yeah. I, I never would have picked up on that. We can't all have wasted our lives. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I wasted mine too, but in a different in a direction, different way. <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, speaking of music, uh, what did you think of the music? I absolutely love the soundtrack to this. But that's a, that's Castlevania in general, though. Yeah. Right? I mean, one of the strengths of Castlevania has always been the soundtrack, mm-hmm. and even on the first level and I have it committed to memory because I 
got killed so many goddamn times trying to finish that thing. Uh, if some metal band out there wants to do that as an opening riff to a tune, I'm in. Oh, believe the, I'm sure the metal it, world has gotten there. I'm well sure it has. I'm sure it has. But uh, no, it's uh, the the music standard in Castlevania games have always been exceptionally high. Yeah. Like the thing with them is they have this baroque, romantic, gothic music, like opera, classical kind of style. It always sounds fantastic no matter what and to be fair while the graphical presentation of the game wasn't quite up to the standard of even like well it wasn't up to what I would have liked it, it was at Konami's 80s arcade standard but I'll be honest with you I always thought that the NES games the ports yeah. had a nicer look to them yeah they looked a bit cleaner yeah they were high contrast less pixels and I, maybe that's what did it <laughs> but uh, yeah no it's uh, the music is fantastic and I think a lot of the music like this was the standard of music that they would have went after when they made Super Castlevania 4 and Rondo of Blood and obviously they'd surpass it with Rondo of Blood because they had CD quality audio and yeah. all the rest that's a game that uh, gets a lot of love especially the PC uh, engine version and we talk games Wiggly's a huge fan and he actually bought me a copy of Rondo of Blood oh, on the Wii not the PC engine like yeah, he's not a maniac yeah. he didn't go like <laughs> yeah. hey John I'm going to mortgage the house <laughs> you know but um, he's a nice guy but he's not that nice I wouldn't expect anyone to be that nice <laughs> but uh, yeah no so the, that's uh, that the Castlevania series obviously if you are making video game podcasts you are going to talk about Castlevania oh absolutely the music I think we both agree that it's yeah. Tremendous. Well, what did you make of the sound the sound effects on this? Oh, the sound effects were really good. Yeah. Uh, the sound effects were, again, kind of ahead of their time. The wolf howling and all that kind of stuff, that was later used again in the Rondos and Super Castlevania 4s. Yeah. There were, like, one or two bits of the, of the sound effects that were, like, really disconcerting to me. Like? When you killed the bats. Mm-hmm. And they let out this really sort of pain shriek. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that when I when I played through it first, and the first time I killed a bat, I was like, "Jesus Christ, what the hell was that?" Yeah. And uh, well, the first time dying hurts. Yeah, I suppose, and it is a bat, but you know, I wasn't expecting that. You know? the, the skeletons are there, going, yeah. "It's grand man." Yeah. It'd be a bat skeleton. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Broken> class. <laughs> you have wings and everything. But, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, the sound effects are really interesting. Like, audio-wise, again, as we said before, like the, the series ha- has an incredibly high standard. Mm. And this game is no exception from that. Yeah. It's just a pity that... And, like, I'm not saying that they didn't put a lot of work into the graphics. It's just that the style for me didn't really work. No, me either. It, it didn't feel right. Yeah. Let's check in with Stinky the Game Master for a special spooktacular trick-or-treat tip. Sinky the Game Master here with your tips for Halloween, see. Alright, uh, this is Halloween on a budget, that's what I normally do, sometimes I do safety, uh, sometimes I do, uh, go, run for president, go to stinky.sexy, make sure to vote for me by write-in and president. Now, on to the Halloween, uh, for your budget. Hey, you don't want to be embarrassed that you can't afford a Halloween costume? Simple, no problem. Your friends come over and they say, hey, let's go Halloween around. Uh, okay, let me just go get my costume. Simple. You get a, a, a ballpoint marker. You get a, a rubber band. Save your rubber bands from newspapers. 
That's tip one. Get a rubber band, you get a, st- a stapler. Uh, so, what you do is you, you take the ballpoint pen and you, you draw a line all around the outside of your face, like uh, in front of your ears and down to your chin and uh, uh, by, by where maybe your hair would be. Simple. Now, you take the rubber band and you cut it in half. You can bite it in half if you don't have scissors. And then all you do is, with a staple gun, put the rubber band around the back of your head, like this here, and on the one side, and you use a staple gun, and you just right to your head on the one side, the rubber band. And on the other side, you stretch the rubber band tight then, and right by your temple there, put that rubber staple in. Whammo, mask. You're wearing your face as a mask, like an old Ben Cooper. Now, when you come to my rally, a lot of people say, Stinky, do you think people come to see you do your presidential debates because they want to see you die? Always tell them, well, oh wait, I can't get this rubber band off. This one side. It hurts a lot. They say, do you want to die? I said, well, about a third, maybe a third of the audience are there because they want to see you die. The other third don't want to see me die. And then the other third, they don't want to see me die, but they want to be there if I do. That's Halloween. Safety tip number one. How many more? Three more. Okay, good. Great. This is Mr. Lobo, and you're listening to the We Talk Games October Spooktacular. Week two, Haunted Castle. Total terror that will drive you to the brink. What, would, what did you like and dislike ultimately about the game? I think we've kind of covered that, right? The only real demerit is the difficulty. Because yeah. there was, a, just from watching the walkthrough later on, there was a lot of really awesome level design, mood setting, background stuff. The controls, like you said, were a bit sluggish. Mm-hmm. And that ramped up the difficulty. Because it was all, it, even if it was like feather touch, you know, super responsive, it would have been really difficult. Yeah. But it being as sluggish as it was made it damn near impossible. There's nothing wrong with a game being hard, but why a game is hard yeah. is, is, is the And uh, if I could, the main improvement I would give would be the thing I mentioned earlier on, where if, you, if it meant that you could continue on mm. by adding in credits rather than being shit back to the first part of the level, like yeah. that's, no. And um, I, can, like, I can only imagine how bad it gets when you get into level three and four yeah. and it kicks you back to level one. Oh, I'd, I'd say there were many stands that were just, like, smashed yeah. through complete nerd rage. And, uh, yeah, would you, uh, like, recommend a return to this game? I'm not sure, to be honest with you. Of all the Castlevania games, this would be the, the last one I would go back to. I would agree. But being the worst, being the worst game in, a ca- in the Castlevania series... Still not bad. Yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, yeah, if I'm going to recommend a Castlevania game to anyone, it won't be Haunted Castle. Yeah. I'd be recommending the first three on the NES, even two. Most definitely. Know, Rondo of Blood, Super 4, <laughs> uh, what's the other one? Um, even Symphony, in- Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night. <clears throat> That's yeah. a, that was a true thing. Symphony of the Night, any of the DS or Advanced games, Aria of Sorrow, Dawn oh. of Sorrow, like, Tremendous games a lot. Like uh, I even like the uh, 3D Castlevanias, uh, Lords of Shadow. Um, I I'm a bit split on that one personally, but that's a different story for a different time. It's not really a 
traditional Castlevania game, but I enjoyed it. Like, yeah. uh, certainly, if you've never uh, jumped into a Castlevania game before, do yourself a favor and you know hop in. Most definitely. That's pretty much it for this episode of We Talk Games. I would like to remind all of our listeners uh, to give this show a five star review on iTunes because. For some reason, that's important. Absolutely. You get your podcast on something, and there's a way for you to give a star rating to this show. Give it a five-star rating. Why not, right? Yeah. And send nudes. Yes. Oh, all the nudes. All of them. You know, just send them to Twitter. (laughs) Basically, uh, do that. uh, Or you could just tell a friend, you know, if you're out on the lash sunlight and uh, you run into, like, Peter Dinklage. Yeah. It's called Peter. Let me tell you. This podcast, usually it's a load of yanks, all right? Yeah. Just one episode... These two lads from fucking Open Galway, right? <laughs> Talking about food and castles and shit. Come on. Yeah. You're well into all that stuff. Come yeah. on. Uh, anyway, uh, I would, uh, of course, like to mention to everybody that you can follow us on Twitter at We Talk Games, and you can also follow us on Facebook at WTG Podcast. Uh, you can keep up with myself and Sean, obviously. Uh, we are the Canon Canon Podcast as well. We are also on Facebook, and you can like our page there at facebook.com forward slash to Canon Canon. And that's the C-A-N-N-O-N-C-A-N-O-N. The first cannon <laughs> is like a cannon, like a you shoot cannonball out. Yeah. And the second part, the other cannon then is like we didn't literary think, cannon. We didn't think this name through, did we? It's a great pun. It really it's is. It's not even a pun though, it's just literal. Yeah. Basically, I hope everybody was properly scared and spooked by the sound of our creaky chairs. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, and now it doesn't creak. Yeah. Fantastic. I got enough creak for both of us, brother. <laughs> Let's check in with Mr. Lobo one more time to find out what horrors are planned for us next week. Greetings, trick and treaters. This is horror movie host, Mr. Lobo from Cinema Insomnia. I would tell you to watch my 15 year anniversary show, Halloween specials, and a new season on my Roku channel, OSI 74, but you'll probably be playing video games. Maybe you could have Mr. Lobo on in the background. You know, might make it scarier. Visit OSI74.com for more information. I'd like to thank We Talk Games for inviting me to haunt their five-week spooktacular. Look out. Scary games are afoot. Next week, golly, ghost. Until that time, game over. <laughs> <laughs> scared myself <laughs>